This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today's topic is money mistakes to avoid. And with me today to talk about how to avoid these common money mistakes is financial planner Byron Palsma. Good morning, Byron. Good morning, Mary. Did you ask me to help you with this one on purpose because you know I'm a <laughs> money mistake maker? I hope that you're not since you're advising clients. <laughs> Actually, I invited you on the show today because I think you have a lot of wisdom that you can share with our guests that are listening. And I'm excited to talk about these because I think that some of these money mistakes that people make are pretty universal. Some of them are basic and some of them are things that maybe will make you kind of scratch your head and think a little bit. That's right. And some of them you may think are kind of smaller mistakes, not a big deal, but in effect they can be a big deal if you repeat them. Exactly. Yeah. So let's just kind of dive in. These are in no particular order, but we have a lot of mistakes that I think that people can avoid with their money that is going to be good uh, for the listeners to be thinking about. So here's the first mistake that I want to talk about. Uh, Spending your money mindlessly. Not really thinking about what it is you're buying and how you're actually spending this hard-earned money. That's right. You really need to focus on what is important to you. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes things may think you may think they're important at a particular time, but maybe reality you sleep on it and it yep. may come to come to you that yeah, that's probably not the most important thing to buy. Yeah, I see a lot of people just kind of buying mindlessly. Things, uh, you know, near the cash register are the biggest culprit of that. You know, they're lined up. Those impulse buy things are designed to catch your eye and make you spend more money than you expected to at a store. Yep, they can sure catch you, no doubt about that. I think the money that my kids spend the most mindlessly is on Uber rides. So I have a son that lives in California and I have a son that lives in Colorado and they're in larger population areas and they ride in Uber like there's no tomorrow. Okay. And so I'm, I just keep thinking about that and, and try to help them realize if you look at how much you're spending on Uber over the course of the month, you could make a car payment with that very easily. Right. Or you could have bought four bicycles and just biked <laughs> yourself and got some health out of it. <laughs> Absolutely, but mm-hmm. it's that it's that step to really think uh, think about something. You know, take some time to think about it, and that's what often can help you make good financial decisions. Exactly. All right. The next money mistake to avoid that I want to talk about is letting your financial paperwork pile up. I think this is an easy one to do for a lot of people because most people really dislike handling their financial paperwork. Yes, right. It always seems to be something that. You want to put on the back burner. Exactly. Procrastination hits everyone here. So make some time to get organized. Stay on top of your finances. The more that you can automate things with your finances, the less time you actually have to spend with it. So if you automate some of your bill paying or if you automate some of your savings, then you don't have to think about it. You can spend time on other things. I had some friends that used to pay their bills at a certain time a certain evening each week. And that's kind of a good idea because Mm -hmm. it kind of gets you in that uh, habit of doing it at the right time and it doesn't let things pile up. Yeah, maybe pour a glass of wine and pay your bills. (laughs) (laughs) Lament over how much. Make a little more fun out of it. At least you have a good glass of wine with you. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 
All right. So one uh, money mistake I want to talk about, uh, actually several money mistakes that we want to talk about, are connected to credit cards. So a big money mistake that we see people doing is using their credit cards to purchase high-priced items. And I guess that I do have a fundamental belief that credit cards are not the best place to buy a high-priced item if you can't pay that bill off. Right. Because they tend to have high interest rates. And most people think, oh, I'll just put it on a credit card and then I'll make my minimum payment. And the reality then is whatever you bought probably is going to end up costing two to three times what you paid for it. Yeah. If you look at your credit card statement, it'll give it'll give a, a guideline as far as if you want to pay this off in three years, this is the amount. Mm-hmm. And then the other amount is if you only make minimum payments, then it takes 10, 15, 20 years, whatever the time frame is. And often it isn't all that much of a difference. So people really need to attack that credit card debt. Yeah. So the other money mistake to avoid then is just paying your minimum monthly payments. Right. Even if you just add an extra 10 to $15 every time you make a payment, it will push away at that principle that you're trying to pay down. The credit card companies know that you making minimum payments is a moneymaker for them. Right. <laughs> and we're not in the business of trying to make credit card companies rich. You're in the business of trying to save your own money and create your own wealth, not theirs. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, when should you use your credit card? If you want to use your credit card to buy a high-priced item because you want points or you want benefits or miles or cash back or something like that, go for it as long as you have the cash in your other pocket to pay it off. Right. But trying to get points for something and then paying a lot of interest on top of it makes those points really, really ineffective and expensive. Yep. You really need to weigh the the benefits of, of that. Yes. Okay. Next money mistake to avoid, not having a savings account for emergencies. Emergency money is important. Emergencies come up in our life. They happen. Right. And this probably falls in line with a credit card issue, too. Yeah. Don't use your credit card for your emergencies (laughs) if you can (laughs) afford not to. Yep. If you don't have that fund set aside, uh, then you might end up having to put it on a credit card, and then you can see the problems that can result then. Right. Now, there are rules of thumb in the financial industry when it comes to emergency money. One rule of thumb says you should have three times what your monthly expenses are sitting in your emergency fund. Depending on the stage in your life, the rule of thumb closer to retirement might be more like six months of your income needs sitting in an emergency fund. But the reality is something needs to be there. There's there's not a magic formula. There's just guidelines that are out there. But you have to think about what emergencies might affect you and search your gut for the number that you feel confident with having that amount of money somewhere in the bank. Right. And it may, may be a good idea to look back maybe the past year and what things came up as emergencies because you'll probably have different emergencies, but you'll still have emergencies. Yes, exactly. So now let's talk a little bit about cash flow issues and money mistakes to avoid that can uh, bite your cash flow if you're not careful and not paying attention. So here's a good money mistake to avoid. Don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry. (laughs) I know I'm guilty of this. I buy way more food and for sure I buy food that's way more unhealthy for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, there's something about it. There is some truth to that, that you, you're going to buy stuff you really don't need. Yes, exactly. And you don't think about that so much as a money mistake, but the reality is it, it is. If you right. spend 20 or $30 more at the grocery store every time because you went when you're hungry, you're biting your cash flow. I think there's a lot of people out there that probably can relate to that one. <laughs> <laughs> So eat first, then go grocery shopping. <laughs> kind of a simple thing, but when you think about it, it does make sense. That, yes. Yep. Yeah. Now, along with that cash flow type of thing, um, I think one money mistake that should be avoided is not maintaining an allowance for fund spending. If you have your cash flow budgeted so precisely that it's only going to cover your bills and it's only going to cover your necessities, I do think there's likely to be a problem because people want to have some fun. And if you rebel against your own precise budgeting, you're going to spend money on fun instead of paying a bill and get yourself into trouble. Right. So when you're figuring out your cash flow, the best thing you can do is include some type of allowance or plan for entertainment or for some fun money so that you can balance and join your life with taking care of your obligations and responsibilities. Right. And that, that way you're thinking about it ahead of time and you can kind of set a mental cap on how much, you're, how much you should be spending in that item. Right. So let's continue on with the cash flow piece of this. Uh, if you enjoy frequent shopping for retail therapy, I think that's probably a money mistake that can be avoided. <laughs> yeah, I need to talk to my wife about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she's not listening this morning. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it is so easy to swipe and buy now on Amazon. It's so easy just to run to the store for entertainment. It's so easy to spend money that's unnecessary on things that you don't actually need in the name of retail therapy or just having fun or when shopping becomes entertainment. Right. So if you are finding yourself becoming best friends with your UPS man because he's there to <laughs> deliver your Amazon Prime boxes so frequently, this might be a money mistake you think you should look at. <laughs> Okay, continuing on again with the cash flow side of things. If you prefer to buy a meal instead of preparing it, that is frequently a money mistake for people. It's much more expensive to go out to eat than it is to buy groceries and prepare a meal. Right, and sometimes that's even little things like maybe buying coffee at mm -hmm. a store yeah. rather than preparing it at home, something like that, where that can add up when you're doing that regularly. It can it can really, really do, put a dent into your budget. It sure can. And you know, there are apps out there on your phones for those more tech savvy listeners that if you are trying to break yourself of a habit like going out to eat or let's say you're buying coffee every day and also buying a scone or something like that and all of a sudden it's eight, ten dollars a day, there are apps on your phone that you can create a pattern of saving with it. So if every time you swipe your credit card at Starbucks, it can automatically put X dollars into your savings account too for you. So you can pair up some of your spending. So when you start feeling the burn of, well, I spent $10 at Starbucks and it also made me save $10 in my savings, now that's a $20 transaction, it might make you think a little bit differently about going and doing that. Or it's at least balancing 
what we would call maybe unnecessary spending and saving. So you're getting a little bit of both if you're automating and pairing those actions for yourself. That's right. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today, Byron and I are talking about money mistakes to avoid. So let's just keep diving into some of these money mistakes because we have a lot of them that are good little tips for listeners out there uh, to just maybe think a little bit more before you spend. And uh, you might end up with a little more money in your pocket. (laughs) All right. Yeah. How about this? A money mistake to avoid is you're not defining the difference between a want versus a need. And I think that's a big thing for people. Oh, I need that. But really, it's more like a want. That's right. Yep. That's something you you should look at with every purchase that you make. There are some things that you need. But on the other side of the thing, sometimes those wants get out of control. Absolutely. Yeah. So along with the purchases, when you're making a purchase, a money mistake to avoid is not reading the fine print. So if you are making especially a big purchase, it is important to do your homework. It is important to read the fine print so that you don't make a mistake that you maybe wish you could have avoided. That's right. There may be some indication on there about if you make a late payment, what sort of fine you might get or increased penalty. You really need to know what's going on with that. Yeah, sometimes people buy things and don't realize that by paying them off early, there'll be a prepayment penalty or things like that. And so different things that you can avoid just by being really clear that you understand what you're doing with your transactions is a good piece of information to be thinking about. Okay, here's a money mistake for people to avoid. You'd consider going into debt for a wedding. (laughs) If you have cash to support that wedding, fantastic. If you feel like that's what you want to spend it on, great. But going into debt for a wedding is, generally speaking, not a strong money decision. Weddings, I'm not saying they need to be done on a shoestring, but it is one day. It's one event. And most of the time, people who go into debt for weddings, several months after it, kind of regret the fact that they now have this big debt load to pay. Yep, that could that could be spending out of control when you look mm-hmm. at something like that. Yes. In fact, sometimes it's shocking to know just how much a wedding actually is gonna cost. Right. <laughs> they can they can be a bundle for sure. <laughs> yeah. I've been there been there one time with one child and I understand what you're talking about. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk a little bit more about the purchasing of different things. So One money mistake that you can avoid, especially if you're younger and starting out in life, is buying a new car too soon. And the reason that this is on our list of money mistakes to avoid is because that is probably a want, not a need. But a new car, first of all, heavily depreciates as soon as you drive it off the lot. So what you just paid for is now worth less. And you have that payment month in and month out. And when you're looking at that payment combined with other payments that you have, what I see a lot of younger people do is running their uh, spending up to where their payments are taking all their income. And that new car payment is basically taking the rest of their disposable income. Right. I have a friend of mine who talks about some people that have worked for him have had 
like pickup payments up to six hundred dollars mm-hmm. a month, and boy, that's a real cut into your. It really is. Yeah. yeah, it really can be. So if you have a, a significant disposable income, no problem. But if you don't have a significant disposable income, you really don't want your vehicle payment taking up an entire week's worth of wages. And for many people, they set it up that way. And then they're running into a problem being able to pay for the commitments that they have. That's right. Now, uh, going along with that is moving into an apartment that you can barely afford too soon. Listen, we all want to live in a nice place. <laughs> no no doubt there. But your rent, again, is one of those payments that month in, month out you have to pay. So you do have to be able to look at your bills, look at your cash flow and say, what is the amount of rent that I can afford to pay and, without going into significant debt somewhere else? You do not want your rent to be the thing that is making it unlivable for you with the rest of your your spending needs. Absolutely. Okay. So a lot of people, especially younger people, think then, well, I'll have plenty of money. I'm just going to take out these uh, student loans here. I'm going to pay for my education with all these student loans. I'm going to use student loans to cover my housing. I'm going to use student loans to cover my beer and pizza. And then they leave college and they have this monster amount of student loans. And now their student loan payment is six, $700 a month. It's an interesting uh, thing I heard recently, Mary, where uh, adults and older adults are thinking that the next generation is going to have it more difficult financially. And part of that is the student loan issue mm-hmm. that's out there. And uh, there's so much money that can be borrowed for student loans, but uh, there's a payday for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that payday is a coming. And, I mean, you can defer, you can do deals, but at the end of the day, those that loan money is due. Right. And for many people who walk out of college with tens of thousands of dollars of debt and very high monthly payments, it's just a staggering load to be under. Right. You know, you're definitely not going to be able to buy the new car or have a great apartment or house if you have a monster student loan payment. Right. It's important to know the rules when it comes to financial mm-hmm. aid. It's important to know the difference between federal loans, private loans, and all the different things that are involved with that. And for a lot of young people, that's the first time they've taken out a loan. So they maybe are a little bit naive in terms of all the things that are going to be involved with it. Exactly. Okay, here's another money mistake to avoid that people don't often think about, and that is only having one source of income. So if you are a single person and you have one source of income and it's your primary job, the risk that you run there is if that job is not stable and you lose it, now all of a sudden you have zero income coming in. Right. So a lot of times what we see is is uh, single people having more than one income stream, whether it's a passive income stream or it's another a second job or something like that. But really, the, the strongest types of income streams to have, if you're going to have multiple income streams, married or single, is to have them coming in from different sources. Right. So if you can have wage income coming in from your primary job, and you can have passive income coming in from something else, let's say that you have some real estate and you have some rental income, that's two sources of income. And if one of them stops, hopefully the other one's still there for you. Right. So you're not coming to a screeching halt of income coming in. That's right. It, uh, it's indicated that millionaires have, on the average, seven different sources of income. Now, we're not all millionaires, but on the other hand, too, 
that same theory is important for everybody. Yeah. And that can be a variety of things. Like you said, it can be the rental income. It can be the wage income. It can be business income. It can be investment income. There's a lot of different ways to create income out there. And having only one source of income, that the stability of it is not totally within your control, that's the money mistake to avoid here. Along with that is not living below your means. Yeah. <laughs> so one money mistake we see a lot of people making is living above their means. And the bottom line is this is this is almost like the diet axioms that you hear, right? Calories in, calories out. That's how you gain and lose weight. Whether that's true or not, I'm not 100% sure. But I do know that money in and money out is a formula you can count on. <laughs> right. And, and a lot of times it comes down to the mentality of keeping up with the Joneses. Yes. Where... You know, not every occupation pays the same, and you you have to stay, obviously, within your means or you're going to have some trouble. Right. Exactly. I mean, the problem is we like to appear like we have the best things, and we like to compare ourselves to what others have, too. It's just kind of part of fundamental humanness for a lot of people. So whether that's a car, a house, your clothes, the jewelry, whatever it is, you need to feel like you're keeping up with the Joneses on. And it doesn't mean you have to be cheap. But it does mean don't buy the house you can barely afford. Don't buy the car you can barely afford. Make sure that there's fluff or room inside your monthly spending so that you have the opportunity to buy the nice things and the quality things that actually matter to you. But you're not setting yourself up for just making your payments or taking 99% of your income. Right. Okay. So... Another thing that goes along with that kind of keeping up with the Joneses mentality is a money mistake of replacing things when they're not broken. So sometimes we just like new stuff. (laughs) But that old saying of if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Maybe that can go a little bit further for us nowadays. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think we're not saying you have to be pack rats and keep things forever and, and, and keep repairing them and whatnot. But but yeah, sometimes we get in the mentality where we got to replace it, and it—that's not the way to go. Now, my boyfriend can fix anything, anything, and he has fixed my toaster multiple times. <laughs> I would so love to have a new toaster, but for gosh sake, as long as I'm dating him, I am never going to have a new toaster <laughs> because he's going to fix it, and he takes this huge amount of pride. <laughs> fixing it. So if I ever want a new toaster, I'm going to have to just throw that toaster away and have a new toaster appear in my kitchen. (laughs) But what I absolutely love about him is that he can fix anything. And you know what? If I I don't need a new toaster, as long as it toasts my bread, I think I'm going to be fine. (laughs) There are some people that are gifted that way, and and, uh, that's great to have that, that ability. Exactly. So he firmly believes in the concept of if it's not broken, don't replace it. And for him, broken is a whole different story of broken than my broken. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We hope that these have been some good money mistakes for you to be listening to, some good money mistakes to avoid. And thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. 
Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Sterk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049 and can be reached at 605-217-3555.